This is Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. Episode 28, Chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear. Welcome back. My email, for those of you who don't know this, is trifectanow3 at gmail.com. Fear is our greatest undoing and our greatest challenge all in one. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us from taking risks and opening our minds to what is truly possible. Fear needs to be replaced. Interesting, I've just had many discussions with people and they tell me that they are all about love. Then I ask, what do you fear? Then they proceed to give me a list of their fears. If you fear anything, you are not all about love. Not yet. Remove all fear, all anxiety, and everything that triggers sadness. Do that, and then you will be all about love. So the first part of this chapter on page 589 starts with the present memory. I wrote, to quote paragraph 4, sentence 5, it says, There is no link of memory to the past. If you would have it there, then there it is. Our desire to keep the past in our memories is a this-world desire. It plays zero importance in our journey and purpose we set for ourselves before we came here. Memories serve only to keep us preoccupied, confused, and stuck in what has gone by. If only we could grasp that it is all our choice. We can let it go right now, if we so choose to. And choose now. It is the only place you actually control, and it's the only place you live in. So the first, on that first page, 589, paragraph one says, the miracle does nothing. All it does is undo, and thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done. It does not add, but merely takes away. And what it takes away is long since gone, but being kept in memory appears to have immediate effects. This world was long, it was over long ago. The thoughts that made it are no longer in the mind that thought of them and loved them for a little while. The miracle but shows the past is gone and what has truly gone has no effects. Remembering a cause can but produce illusions of its presence, not effects. Paragraph 2, sentence 7 says, Memory, like perception, is a skill made up by you to take the place of what God gave in your creation. And like all the things you made, it can be used to serve another purpose and to be the means for something else. It can be used to heal and not to hurt if you so wish it to be. Paragraph four starts with the Holy Spirit can indeed make use of memory for God himself is there. Yet this is not a memory of past events, but only of a present state. You are so long accustomed to believe that memory holds only what is past, that it is hard for you to realize that it is a skill that can remember now. Next page, which is 590, paragraph 5 says, The Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time. He does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past, but rather as a way to let it go. Memory holds the messages, sorry, memory holds the message it receives and does what is given it to do. It does not write the message, 
nor appoint what it is for. Like to the body, it is purposeless without itself. And if it seems to serve to cherish ancient hate and gives you pictures of injustices and hurts that you were saving, this is what you asked its message to be, and that it is. Paragraph 6, sentence 3 says, Time neither takes away nor can it restore, and yet you make strange use of it, as if the past had caused the present, which is but a consequence in which no change can be made possible because its cause has gone. Yet change must have a cause that will endure, or else it will not last. No change can be made in the present if its cause is past. Only the past is held in memory as you make use of it, and it is and it is a way to hold the past against the now. Paragraph 7, sentence 3 says, When ancient memories of hate appear, remember that their cause is gone, and so you cannot understand what they are for. Let the cause that you would give them now be what it was that made them what they were or seem to be. Be glad that it is gone, for this is what you would be pardoned from, and see instead the new effects of cause accepted now with consequences here. They will surprise you with their loveliness. The ancient new ideas that bring, they bring will be happy consequences of a cause so ancient that it far exceeds the span of memory which your perception sees. Page 591, paragraph 9 says, What you remember never was. It came from causelessness which you confused with cause. Paragraph 11, sentence 1 says, The miracle comes quietly into the mind that stops an instant and is still. It reaches gently from that quiet time and from the t mind it healed in quiet then to others' minds to share its quietness. And they will join in doing nothing to prevent its radiant extension back into the mind that caused all the minds to be. Paragraph 12 at the bottom says, He to whom time is given offers thanks for every quiet instant given him. The next page, page 592, paragraph 13 says, How instantly the memory of God arises in the mind that has no fear to keep the memory away. Its own remembering has gone. There is no past to keep its fearful image in the way of glad awakening to present peace. The trumpets of eternity resound, resound, sorry, resound throughout the stillness, yet disturb it not. And what is now remembered is not fear, but rather is the cause that fear was made to render unremembered and undone. The stillness speaks in gentle sounds of love. The Son of God remembers from before his own remembering came in between the present and the past to shut them out. Paragraph 14 says, Now is the Son of God at last aware of present cause and its benign effects. Now does he remember that he has made his causeless, day, causeless having no effects at all. He has done nothing, and in seeing this he understands he never had a need for doing anything and never did. His cause is its effects. There never was there never was a cause beside it that could generate a different past or future. Its effects are changelessly eternal, beyond fear, and past the world of sin entirely. The bottom of page 592 is the next section called Reversing Cause and Effect. I wrote, 
This gets solved in understanding what power you have. We create this reality, but it's not real and it is not our truth. So cause and effect have different meanings and understandings in the world we created. If you believe you were created by a higher power, then we would be the effect, not the cause. The creator is the cause. The book tries to explain it like this. <laughs> the father is a father by his son. We can grasp that, th that without the son, the father cannot be a father. <laughs> but it goes on to say that the son gives fatherhood to the father and thus gives him back the gift the father created. Simpler, it's a reciprocal relationship and it centers around creation. Par uh, page 593, paragraph two says, uh, sorry, paragraph one, sentence six at the top says, the circle of creation has no end. It's starting and it's ending are the same. But in itself, it holds the universe of all creation without beginning and without an end. Paragraph two says, fatherhood is creation. Love must be extended. Purity is not confined. It is the nature of the innocent to be forever uncontained without a barrier or limitation. Sentence nine says, where then is healing? Only where its cause is given its effect. For sickness is a meaningless attempt to give effects to causelessness and make it be a cause. Paragraph three says, always in sickness does the son of God attempt to make himself his cause and not allow himself to be his father's son. For this impossible desire, he does not believe that he is love's effect and must be cause because of what he is. The cause of healing is the only cause of everything. It has but one effect. Paragraph four says, nothing at all has happened, but that you have put yourself to sleep and dreamed a dream in which you were an alien to yourself and but a part of someone else's dream. The miracle does not awaken you, but merely shows you who the dreamer is. It teaches you there's a choice of dreams while you're still asleep, depending on the purpose of your dreaming. Do you wish for dreams of healing or for dreams of death? A dream is like a memory in that it pictures what you want it shown what you want shown to you. On the next page, which is 594, paragraph six says, The world is causeless, as is every dream that anyone has dreamed within the world. Sentence five says, You may cause a dream, but never will you give its real effects. For what would cause what would change its cause and it is and it is this you cannot do. The dreamer of a dream is not awake, but does not know he's asleep. He sees illusions of himself as sick or well, depressed or happy, but without a stable cause with guarantee effects, guaranteed effects. Paragraph seven says the miracle establishes you dream a dream and that its content is not true. This is the crucial step in dealing with illusions. Do No one is afraid of them when he perceives he made them up. Paragraph 8 says the separation started with the dream the father was deprived of his effects and powerless to keep them since he was no longer their creator. In the dream, the dreamer made himself. On the next page, which is 595, paragraph 10 says, Like this lesson that the Holy Spirit requests you learn, the miracle is clear. It demonstrates what he would have you learn and shows you its effects are what you want. 
in his forgiving dreams are the effects of your of yours undone and hated enemies perceived as friends with merciful intent their enmity in amenity is seen as causeless now because they did not make it and you can accept the role of maker of their hate because you see that it has no effects now are you freed from this much of the dream? The world is neutral and the bodies that still seem to move about as separate things need not be feared. And so they are not sick. Paragraph 11 says, The miracle returns the cause of fear to you who made it. But it also shows that having no effects, it is not cause. Because the function of causation is to have effects. And where effects are gone, there is no cause. Sentence six says the miracle is useless if you learn, but that the body can be healed for this is not the lesson it was sent to teach. The lesson is the mind was sick that thought the body would be, could be sick, projecting out its guilt caused nothing and had no effects. Paragraph 12 says the world is full of miracles. Sentence five further down says the body is released because the mind acknowledges this is not done to me, but I am doing this. And thus the mind is free to make another choice instead. Beginning here, salvation will proceed to change the course of every step in the descent to separation until all the steps have been retraced and the latter gone and all the dreaming of the world undone. The next page which is page 596, is the agreement to join. I wrote, the agreement to join is to let go of the past. Remind ourselves that this is a dream we created. Once you accept and embrace what is actually happening and join those living in the now, that is the acceptance and understanding he's waiting for. Paragraph one says, what waits in perfect Certainty beyond salvation is not our concern, for you have barely started to allow your first uncertain steps to be directed up the ladder separation led you down. The miracle alone is your concern at present. Here is where we must begin, and having started, will the way be made serene and simple in the rising up to wakening, waking and the ending of the dream. When you accept a miracle, you do not add your dream of fear to one that has already been dreamed. Without support, the dream will fade away without effects, for it is your support that strengthens it. At the bottom of that page, paragraph four says, the ending of the end of dreaming is the end of fear, and love was never in the world of dreams. The gap is little, yet it holds the seeds of pestilence and every form of ill because it is a wish to keep apart and not to join. And thus it seems to give a cause to sickness, which is not its cause. The purpose of the gap is all the cause that sickness has. For it was made to keep you separated in a body, which you see as if it were the cause of pain. Paragraph 5 at the top of page 597 says the cause of pain is separation, not the body, which is only its effect. Paragraph 7 in the middle says count then the silver miracles and the golden dreams of happiness as all the treasures you would keep within the storehouse of the world. The door is open not to thieves but to your starving brothers who mistook for gold the shining of a pebble and who stored a heap of snow that shone like silver. 
paragraph eight says, be not afraid, my child, but let your world be gently lit by miracles. And where the little gap was seen to stand between you and your brother, join him there. And so sickness will now be seen without a cause. The dream of healing and forgiveness lies and gently shows you that you never sinned. The miracle would leave no proof of guilt to bring you witness to what never was. Page 598. The next section is called The Greater Joining. I wrote, We cannot join in dreams. If the goal of our spiritual existence is to live as one, as this book has stated repeatedly, in that oneness we will find the peace, love, and joy we have all forgotten. Only when we can join our minds in oneness will our final step be taken. Uh, paragraph one says, accepting the atonement for yourself means not to give up support to someone's dream of sickness and of death. It means that you share not his wish to separate and let him turn illusions on himself, nor do you wish that they be turned instead on you. Thus have they no, they no effects and you are free of dreams of pain because you let him be. Paragraph two says, there's a way of finding certainty right here and now. Refuse to be part of fearful dreams whenever they take form, for you will lose identity in them. You find yourself by not accepting them as causing you and giving you effects. You stand apart from them, but not apart from him who dreams them. Sentence six says the dream is but illusion in the mind and with the mind you would unite, but never with the dream. It is the dream you fear and not the mind. You see them as the same because you think that you are but a dream and what is real and what is but illusion in yourself. You do not know and cannot tell apart. On the next page, page 599, paragraph seven says the Holy Spirit is in both your minds and he is one because there is no gap that separates his oneness from itself. The gap between your bodies matters not for what is joined in him is always one. No one is sick if someone else accepts his union with him. His desire to be sick and separated in a separated mind cannot remain without a witness or a cause. And both are gone if someone wills to be united with him. Oh, it's page 600. The next part actually highlighted was the next section called the alternate to dreams of fear. I wrote, God is the alternate of fear. Your belief and acceptance that this cannot be all there is. Your understanding and desire to want to see what is truly there. That is where fear will no longer hold you and keep you away from love. Paragraph one on page 600 at the bottom says, What is a sense of sickness but a sense of limitation, of a splitting off and separating from? A gap that is perceived between you and your brother and what is now seen as health. And so the good is seen to be outside the evil in, and thus is sickness separated, separating off the self from good and keeping evil in. God is the alternate to dreams of fear. Who shares in them can never share in him, but who withdraws his mind from sharing them is sharing him. There is no other choice. On the next page, which is page 601, paragraph 2 says, It is the sharing of the evil dreams of hate and malice, bitterness and death, of sin and suffering and pain and loss that makes them real. Unshared, they are perceived as meaningless. The fear is gone from them because 
you did not give them your support. Where fear has gone, their love must come, because they are but these alternatives. Where one appears, the other disappears, and which you share becomes the only one you have. You have the one that you accept because it is the only one you wish to have. Paragraph five at the bottom says, where is their, where, no, sorry. What is their God created to be sick? And what that he created not can be. Let not your eyes behold a dream, your ears bear witness to illusion. They were made to look upon a world that is not there, to hear the voices that can make no sound. On page 602, paragraph 6, creation proves reality because it shares the function all creation shares. It is not made of little bits of glass and pieces of wood and a thread or two, perhaps all put together to attest its truth. Reality does not depend on this. There is no gap that separates the truth from dreams and from illusions. Truth has left no room for them in any place or time, for it fills every place and every time and makes them wholly indivisible. Paragraph 7 says, You who believe there is a little gap between you and your brother do not see that that it is here you are prisoners in the world, perceived to be existing here. The world you see does not exist because the place where you perceive it is not real. The next section at 602 at the bottom is the secret vow. I wrote when I changed the page. The mind is what controls everything. The body has no direction, no purpose, no understanding, and no worth that the mind does not give it. If we continue to see each other as bodies, we will not find the oneness of our true existence. We will make secret vows to our own creations and fail to see the bigger picture. The ego hasn't been mentioned much in these last chapters, but it is the ego that we have assigned the world, this world's powers to. So paragraph one says, who punishes the body is insane. <laughs> Sentence three says, it has not judged itself nor made itself to be what it is not. It does not seek to make a pain of pain a joy and looking for lasting pleasure in the dust. It does not tell you what its purpose is and cannot understand what it is for. It does not victimize because it has no will, no preferences and no doubts. It does not wonder what it is. And so it has no need to be competitive. It can be victimized, but cannot feel itself as victim. It accepts no role, but does what it is told without attack. Paragraph two says it is indeed a senseless point of view to hold responsibility for a sight a thing cannot see and to blame it for the sounds you do not like, although it cannot hear. It suffers not the punishment you give because it has no feelings. It behaves in ways you want. Next page 603, but never makes the choice. It is not born and does not die. It can but follow aimlessly the path on which it has been set. It has been set. And if that path is changed. It walks as easily another way. It takes no sides and judges not the road it travels. It perceives no gap because it does not hate. It can be used for hate, but it cannot be hateful made. It cannot be hateful made thereby. Paragraph four says the body represents the gap between the little bit of mind you call your own and all the rest of what is really yours. You hate it, yet you think it is yourself and that without it, would yourself be lost? 
This is the secret vow that you have made with every brother who would walk apart. Sentence five says no one who suffers if uh, so no one can suffer if he does not see himself attacked and losing by attack. Unstated and unheard in consciousness is every pledge to sickness, yet it is a promise to another to be hurt by him and to attack him in return. Paragraph 5 says, Sickness is anger taken out upon the body so that it'll suffer pain. It is the obvious effect of what was made in secret in agreement with another's secret wish to be apart from you as you would be apart from him. Unless you both agree that is your wish, it can have no effects. Whoever says there is no gap between my mind and yours has kept God's promise, not his tiny oath to be forever faithful unto death. And by his healing is his brother's healed. Six says, paragraph six at the bottom says, let this be your agreement with each other that you be one with him and not apart. And he will keep the promise that you make with him because it is one that he has made to God as God has made to him. On page 604, the Ark of Safety. I wrote, the Ark of Safety is the place in our minds where we all exist as one with our Father. It is this place that we need to return to. It is this place that we no longer, sorry, it is this place in this world that we no longer want or need of anything that this world offers. The Ark of Safety. Paragraph one, God asks for nothing and his sons like him need ask for nothing and there is no lack in him. An empty space, a little gap would be a lack. And it is only there that he could want for something he has not, a space where God is not. A gap between the Father and the Son is not the will of either, who have promised to be one. Paragraph 2 says, The beautiful relationship you have with all your brothers is a part of you because it is a part of God himself. Are you not sick if you deny yourself your wholeness and your health, the source of help, the call to healing, and the call to heal? Your Savior waits for healing, and the world waits with him nor are you apart from it for healing will be one or not at all it's oneness being where the healing is what could correct the separation but its opposite there is no middle ground in any aspect of salvation paragraph three says either there is a gap between you and your brother or you are one or you are as one there is no in between no other choice and no allegiance to be split between the two. A split allegiance is but faithlessness to both. It merely sets you spinning around to grasp uncertainty at any straw that seems to hold some promise of relief. Paragraph four at the bottom says, with this as purpose is the body healed. It is not used to go to 605 witness to the dream of separation and disease nor is it idly blamed for what it did not do it serves to help the healing of god's son and for this purpose it cannot be sick it is not it will not join a, a purpose not your own and you have chosen that it not be sick all miracles are based upon this choice and given you the instant it is made no forms of sickness are immune because the choice cannot be made in terms of form. The choice of sickness seems to be of form, yet it is one as is its opposite. And you are sick or well accordingly. 
paragraph 7 at the bottom says, Your home was built upon your brother's health, upon his happiness, your sinlessness, and everything his father promised him. No secret promise you have made instead has shaken the foundation of his home. The winds will blow upon it and the rain will beat against it, but with no effect. The world will wash away, and yet this house will stand forever, for its strength lies not within itself alone. It is an ark of safety, resting on God's promise that his son is safe forever in himself. What gap can interpose itself between the safety of this shelter and its source? From here, the body can be seen as what it is, and neither less nor more in worth than the extent to which it can be used to liberate God's Son onto his home. That is the end of chapter 28 of A Course in Miracles. It's another smaller chapter, but as we wind down, it's a very powerful one indeed. Fear stands at the root of all that blocks us from being who we truly want to be. It is also true that many are closer than others in their understanding of what this world is and why they chose to come here. I'm not a fan of choosing a season or time of year to be kinder or more giving. This should be done daily. But it is but it is in this time of year that we tend to be more open to letting go of the past and embracing our fellow beings. It is my hope that as we finish up this incredible book, those of you have followed me since chapter one, I hope you can share goodwill and forgiveness to all those you meet and those who you have not forgiven. In this holiday season, it's almost Christmas. Um, I want to wish everyone the uh, a wonderful holiday season, which is filled with joy and love that you find within yourself. It is the greatest gift you will ever receive, and the best part is it can only be given by you to you. You don't have to wait for it. This is an open gift now. Wishing everyone a loving and kindness-filled life. Have a miracle-filled week, and until next week, always love, Denise.